Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Drive My Car. It's a new movie out now on Video On Demand and HBO Max. It is nominated for Best Picture, the 2022 Academy Awards, uh, which I'm going through and watching uh, the movies that have been nominated uh, and that I have not seen yet. And this is one that I've heard great things about. Obviously, it's nominated. And I've been struggling to watch this movie. Uh, one, because the runtime of this movie is pretty much three hours. Two hours, 59 minutes. Uh, which is an extremely long movie to watch when the movie is primarily subtitles, when the movie is a very slow burn. Uh, this is a movie that is about a lot of things. I really appreciated this film. Let's start off there. I think this is a beautiful work of art. I think the layers of storytelling and what this movie is trying to, is about and trying to say, I think that's beautiful as well. I relate to uh, the two main characters on, uh, you know, fundamentally on a lot of things. Um but it is a long movie. It is a slow movie. And it's a movie where I thought something there I thought there was going to be a turn that was going to be like a little bit of chaos thrown in the mix to kind of mix things up. Uh and I was completely wrong. It was far less uh dramatic than I had expected the the story where it was going. Uh but the story is pretty simple. It's this uh renowned actor He's also a producer, director. Uh, he's was married to a woman who, like, the very... A lot of this beginning of this movie, like, the first half hour to almost an hour is a setup of their relationship. She eventually dies, and they have a weird relationship. She's a writer. He's an actor. They're both in the same business. And she passes away. And he is brought in to do a production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. This is a Japanese movie. Uh, and the cast of this film, or this stage play, I should say, is multilingual. So you have almost every, not every language, that's pretty ridiculous, but a lot of languages represented. You have Japanese, you have Chinese, you have Korean, you have Korean Sign Language, and you have, uh, I guess, the, the one character that's, that acts in, in Chinese is also speaks in English, but she's Vietnamese. Uh, so multilingual movie, which when you're reading subtitles, you know, if you recognize the differences between the languages, which after watching Squid Game and all of the different, I love Korean cinema, uh, that for me is a language that's very... Uh, noticeable and unique uh, to my ear, like I can recognize. It's, it, they, it's it's similarly to like Portuguese. Like Portuguese has a very similar, very unique sound to it, and uh, Korean in some ways has that. Uh, at least in comparison to like Chinese or even like Japanese is is another language that that has a very unique. They all have very unique cadences. And anyway, aside from that, it's a lot of subtitles which is fine. But this movie is about 
so much about like stories and storytelling. It, this movie is in love with stories in all of the forms in which you can uh, convey a story, whether it's just through word of mouth. This movie is about people who tell stories to one another. This is a movie about uh, obviously performing stories with this Uncle Vanya play, which I have no education of whatsoever. I have never read the play. I don't know what the play is about. It pretty much seems like that entire play is performed throughout this movie, which I'm sure if I was more familiar with the Uncle Vanya play that I would appreciate this film on even another level. But I can still, I can see what it's doing and I can appreciate it from that level despite the fact it not adding any context to the story I'm already watching. So it probably would have filled in a lot more. And the way this, that, that play is woven through this movie in not only, in like a lot of different forms, that play is woven through this movie in very unique ways. Like this movie does very unique things, which I appreciate as well. Like overall, I thought the movie was slow, and uneventful on a lot of on a lot of levels but at the same time it introduced really interesting ways of telling a story like I could see despite the fact not understanding I could still see that this movie is it could easily be considered a masterpiece like just the the levels and layers that this movie uh goes like is able to kind of portray and able to illustrate throughout the storytelling is great. The Many Faces is an ongoing abstract ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day, but go to inspireddisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. So go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF. That stands for The Many Faces. Go check them out. Browse the entire collection. And when you decide on a piece or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out and you'll save 10%. As a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to The Ray Taylor Show. And with that said... Let's get back to the show. Uh, but like I said, a lot about stories, obviously, whether performed, word of mouth, written, whether they're recorded stories, all of the different kinds of ways in which you can convey and communicate a story. This movie is uh, has uh, at least an aspect of uh, paying homage to or at least uh, paying credence to. Um, it's also has so much to do with something I specifically kind of have adopted in my own personal work ethic and how I feel I get better at doing things and how my kind of like attitude towards being an artist and doing the things I do. And I really appreciated that. And that is to do the thing, and this is displayed in, in multiple examples, which I really appreciate because it is 100% what I do. I used to drive Uber, used to drive Lyft. 
Uh, a big character of this movie is the driver of this car. Like he, so he gets this dude gets asked to be the producer director of this play, multilingual play of Uncle Vanya. Uh, but he's just got diagnosed with glaucoma, so they appoint him a driver. They give him a personal chauffeur to drive him to and from uh, this like house that they got for him and the place where they do all their rehearsals. Uh, and then you get to know this driver, who ends up being... You get to know this driver on a lot of different levels, but the work ethic between the driver and this this director are very similar, where they both... I mean, they both come from traumatic. They have kind of, they both had relationships, different types of relationships. But they, they both came from and are traumatized by relationships where the other person in the relationship did not treat them well. They, tr- they abused them on some level, not necessarily physically, but emotionally. Like they're, they're, the traumas that they have from these people that they were in relationships is very similar. Uh, the driver being her relationship with her mom, and then the producer have his relationship with his ex-wife. But there's a work ethic that they both strive to, which I agree with, which is to do the thing until it becomes automatic. To do the thing constantly, like for him, it's having his actors reading the lines, getting the lines, the words that they're going to say in the play, having those automatic. Not to think about all of the extra stuff, not how they're going to perform these lines, what they're going to do with their bodies while they're, while they're performing these lines, what's going on around them. Like to eliminate all of those things and to make this one thing automatic, to make this one thing something that they will never have to think about, that they will not be using their brain to process while doing the thing. And for him, it's having his actors or himself just memorize these lines from top to bottom to perfection not only the words but the cadence and everything to make that automatic to make that something that they have to use zero mental effort for and similarly the way she drives to do everything automatic to where once you have those things once you're driving and everybody experiences this when they drive to work right the first time you drive to a new place is far different from the time you drive to work after having worked at the same place for 10 years. Like after a while, when you drive to a place regularly, it becomes automatic and you're able to mentally check out and think of all kinds of other things that have nothing to do with driving, right? So you make that one thing automatic. Right? And for most people, it's driving to work. They make that automatic. For him, making those words in the play automatic. So you can, you can open up your brain and your, your mind and what you're doing to everything else, the finer details of your performance. And you can't do that if you're still actively thinking about the one thing. So if you get rid of that driving aspect, then... When you're driving and you know and you want to get better at driving, then what you do is you, you start to perfect the small, minute details. Like when you're driving, to, dri- to stop in a way that makes it feel effortless and smooth. To make it not feel like you're, you know, the person's slamming the gas up into the red light and then slamming on the brake. 
it is like a very smooth curve of slowing down and speeding up to where the passengers in your car don't even notice what's going on, right? Because if you were to slam on the gas or slam on the brake, you're going to let your passengers, like, they're going to be aware of what's going on. You slam on your brake, whatever conversations they're having are done because they're like, holy shit, we're about to run into something. But no, it's just you haven't taken your driving to that next step. And the driver in this, there's a scene, there's a dinner scene where this director guy is being asked of his dri- like asked his opinion of his driver who's sitting right next to him. And he says it's it's, you know, he gives high praise, right? Which because the way he learns lines, because the way he performs is so similar to her that they made that one thing automatic so that they could focus and improve and get better at the small details of things. He sees that in her performance, and he gives her a lot of respect for it. And that was like, yes, because that's literally like when you drive, when you're a driver, and I'm not like a chatterbox, it's like, and I like to do, get, I like to do things well. I like to do everything I do. I like to perform at a high level. So when you make driving automatic and you're not thinking about where you have to go because you have a GPS, but you're, th- you're focusing on that small details, what it feels like to slow down it to a stop sign or a stoplight, to feel what it like or to not feel what it's like to accelerate as you go, just to kind of make the drive as, as invisible as possible. And the same thing with the words of the play, to make those words just so ingrained within you that you can focus on all the other stuff later once you make that one thing automatic. So I appreciated that aspect of this movie, that work ethic, that kind of thing of making a thing automatic. And for those that you know, are regular watchers of this podcast, including the episodes I do called Raise Days, uh, I talk a lot about that. And I've talked a lot about that recently, about just adding something making something that's so ridiculously easy to do, but just in order to make that a regular part of the thing. And then kind of once it becomes an, a, just an innate, regular aspect of your life, then you can start ramping it up. Because so many people try to do everything at once. They try to be perfect from the get-go instead of making the thing automatic, making that one aspect of it so like not even noticeable that then you can focus on getting better and all that so anyway i love that i love that so much the most interesting aspect i would say of this movie is the converse the this relationship this guy had with his wife who ends up dying she like eventually like there's a scene in the beginning where you see that she's cheating on him but he doesn't have like he's not like angry he doesn't confront her he just kind of like sees what's going on and then leaves. And at the time when you see that, you don't necessarily know their dynamic. You don't necessarily know that they're married. But later on, you come to find out, you come to learn that they are married and that that she would cheat on people. But one thing that happened, like she was a writer, this big tragedy happened with a child that they had, which was born the same time as the driver. So this driver, who's like 23 years old, is the same age that their daughter would have been if she hadn't died of pneumonia. But this tragedy happens. Their daughter dies. And it, you know, it, it sh- 
kind of changed both of them and affected both of their careers, where he scaled back and started doing more plays, and, and his wife, who was this great writer, just stopped writing until she started getting this inspiration to tell stories after sex, where she, during sex she would tell him, this, this you know actor, producer guy, her husband, these stories until she would climax. And then afterwards, he would repeat back the stories to her. And the story, as an audience, we get to hear this story. Like the movie opens with her telling, like there's, there's aspects of this movie where as an audience member, I'm confused, right? But then as the movie goes on, it, it gives clarification to, gives context to what those scenes were about. So when this movie starts, it's her naked in bed telling him who's naked in bed this story. And throughout the movie, you get to hear more and more of this story. And this, this story is way more interesting, I would say, than the actual movie I'm watching, which is kind of, kind of a bummer, but also an interesting way to add some... I mean, it is like so noticeably a very interesting aspect of this story, this this other story. But that's like I said, it, this whole movie is about stories. And this crazy story about like this girl who's obsessed with this boy and like she goes to breaks into his house when nobody's home. And she, you know, just to like experience who he is. And she like she, she really turned on, but she doesn't allow herself to to like masturbate in his room despite the fact that she's really turned on that she's like kind of invading his privacy and kind of seeing be behind the curtains of who this guy is that she's obsessed with and every time she breaks in she steals a little token of something until one day when she's she's there she you know the the, the emotions overwhelm her and she starts you know taking her clothes off and really you know kind of getting into it with herself and she hears somebody shows up and that's kind of where the story ended for the husband because she never continued. She died. So for him, he didn't know if that was the end of the story, if there was more story. And then he runs into, while he's doing this multilingual play, he casts this other guy that he knows because he was an actor on the show his ex-wife, or not his ex-wife, but his, his former wife was a, a writer of. And a person that he knows she was sleeping with because he knew, like, there's these scenes where he's talking with this other actor, this younger actor, and he, you know, he, you as the audience get to hear more about, like, she would use sex as her muse to inspire her stories, to inspire the next step of her stories. And, she not only did this with her husband, but she did this with the, the other men she slept with who were usually actors in whatever show she was working on. So this, there's a conversation between this actor and her, and her former husband, and he gets to hear more of that story. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. 
You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. On a different level, this movie is about life and how if you've experienced trauma in your life, how often you think of what is the point of all this, why do I keep going on? And the point is just to keep going on so much like a long road trip. This movie tonally feels like you're on a long road trip. There are a lot of scenes in this movie where they are just driving and there's just views of the road either in front of them or behind them. And just like long cuts of them just driving on the road and and tonally that's what this movie feels like. I mean, it's a three-hour road trip that the audience is on. But you're getting to experience all these different types of story that are interwoven and, and told through this tapestry of a movie, which is beautiful, just not super exciting, just not super exciting. Um, and both of these characters, so like he is traumatized from his wife, and like knowing that she cheated on him and all this stuff. The driver of the car is traumatized by by her mom forcing her to to work and just being a horrible person used to beat her and all this other kind of stuff but both of those people inspired their arts inspired the thing that they do best where this driver is the best driver because she was forced to drive amazingly as to not piss her mom off as a child so now she's she's epic as a driver and this other guy is great at storytelling and performing stories because of this relationship he had with his wife and both of them blame themselves for the death of their person by inaction not by they didn't actually kill the, their these people but they events in this this in their lives happened to where they didn't respond as fast as they could have because of the people that they were dealing with. And because of the delay of them reacting to these events, it caused the death of these people, and they blame themselves. So this movie is a lot of that grief and blame and regret of over like being having grief over like toxic people. But then also living with that and asking like what what's the point of living what am i even doing here which is something that i ask myself uh far too regularly um and there's a great line that's like where they kind of they kind of bond over these these uh these traumas that they have these these kind of instances that they have that are similar they've kind of been damaged in similar ways despite the fact the events were different but there's this advice that he gives that that tell, talking to this this girl that would have been that's the same age of his daughter if she had not died 
So it's almost like his ability to like like get some catharsis and then also her getting these words from somebody that's almost like a father figure to her, you know, age-wise. It's it's very much like a weird like father-daughter bonding movie of people that aren't even related but he gives this advice you just need to keep going down the road of life that you need to live every long day and every long night like that's that's the point is just to keep living even though the days and the nights are are excruciatingly long because you're always within your head beating yourself up it's all just about just moving on to the next thing and keep going which is a very kind of, it's like a realistic, a very honest kind of piece of advice for somebody that, like, just trying to find even the smallest reason to keep going. And then there's also very interesting, like another aspect of this, like how that play, Uncle Vanya, is kind of threaded throughout this. Not only like you're seeing the the rehearsals for this play, this multilingual play that he's putting together, but every time he's in the car, his 900, you know, bright red 900 sob driving to and from, he has a tape that he listens to which is his wife's voice reading lines from Uncle Vanya, I assume, and him saying his lines uh, in the gaps of the tape. And because he's made the words of this play and the pacing of this play automatic, it's seamless. And before you realize that he's listening to a tape, there are scenes where he's just in his car when he's driving before he gets the driver. And it seems like he's talking to somebody that's or he's like running lines with somebody that he's in the car with. And then you realize that it's a tape. And then you realize that he's able to do that is because that his the way he attacks acting and lines and performances is that he memorizes and makes those things automatic so much so that it's seamless when he does it against a cassette tape. Uh, and he's constantly doing it. And it's, it's the, the character that he's reading for in, in like his parts of this play are a character that he himself fears playing because it requires you to open up. So I know that if I had actually had any experience with the Uncle Vanya play, that it probably would have benefited me and added a lot more context to this film, which I already feel is beautiful, but just very slow. And having that extra bit of context, uh, if I had known that going into this movie, uh, probably would have added more entertainment to an overall great, great movie. So I highly recommend checking it out. It is a beautiful movie, especially if you're familiar with the Uncle Vanya play. I would imagine that this movie would be right up your alley, uh, or at least something like, I don't know. Uh, but, but bear in mind, it is a long movie. It is a three-hour movie. You're reading a lot. There is some English in it, 
because there are some English-speaking actors that are part of this play. But it is beautiful. Even the fact that they, all of the, the cast members speak a different language. I think it's like, like what he's trying to do feels so complex. But the fact that he has his, his work ethic and his kind of his style is to make the words automatic eliminates all of the difficulty from the fact that people may not understand what other people are saying within the play itself who they're acting against because it's just da 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 despite the even even like you have korean sign language acting with mandarin or cantonese i forget uh chinese korean japanese it's it's crazy it's uh beautiful it's slow but i you know i appreciated it i you know i liked it it's not a movie i'm probably ever gonna watch again just because it's so long and so slow unless the only thing i could see, i could see watching this again is if somehow i come across the uncle vanya play if i somehow uh experience that play in some form then that would be a huge uh aspect to me coming back to this movie because i think it would add a lot uh but a beautiful beautiful movie regardless uh a lot of beautiful scenes very interesting moments that happen throughout this movie uh but i think overall it's just it's just so long it's just so long it's it feels like a long road movie like it might be a great movie if you are on like a three-hour plane flight I would say, I mean, you might pass out. I literally almost fell asleep when I started watching this movie, but I ended up liking it overall. Anyway, check it out. It's on HBO Max right now or get it on demand, however you want to watch it. I would recommend it if anything I said sounds interesting to you. Uh, but it's called Drive My Car. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com and follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.